Movies by Minutes, project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Let's settle up now, kids, because here we go. Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane, of the Rocketeer Minute, the Apollo 13 Minute, the Airport Minute, and a bunch of other minutes. And I'm Brian Lockhart, your other host today, and I'm from Marvel Events Timeline Podcast, Hamilton Shot by Shot, and the Marine Corps Movie Minute Podcast. And we are deep in uh, Minute 103, which is taking place in a uh, fabulously... Uh, expansive and well-lit cave where uh, Emmett is uh, staggering around and uh, loading up his uh, revolver because he hears a noise at the end of the uh, the, the massive corridor. And uh, it ends with uh, Malcolm delivering some, uh, and you th- if you think that's bad news for <laughs> to, to Emmett. Uh, so <laughs> just a real, uh, what my grandmother used to call a letter from home. You, it's somebody, somebody would show up with a whole bunch of bad news. Um, and that's uh, that's Malcolm's job in the uh, this exposition circus that's been going on all week. Uh, wow! But uh, what a what a nicely uh, festooned cavern. I really like the the subtle the subtle lighting, all the sconce uh, lighting that just all indirect, very very pleasant and calming. Yeah, it's warm. It's warm yeah. and almost welcoming. Yeah, just kind of cozy. Cave. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you feel like you're at a Bed Bath and Beyond made out of sandstone or something. <laughs> um, it's uh make a great restaurant um and uh gosh nothing but bad news for emmett apparently most of his family's been killed uh jake's been uh uh jake's gone and he does uh malcolm doesn't know if he's dead or alive they attacked uh they attacked emmett's sister and her husband and uh, and worst of all they they took the little boy so uh that means there's somebody alive that's a hostage that Emmett's going to have to retrieve. Yeah, and that, that seems the the fact that they took the boy seems to be the thing that really makes him the most angry, or at least the the most um, gives him most strength to, to to spring into action. He's yeah. or determination, I guess. Is if you you see that look on his face, is it as he learns that news? He's pretty okay with the news that his brother is likely dead his brother-in-law is probably not going to make it and his uh sister has been roughed up <laughs> yeah well these things happen you know it's uh <laughs> it's the old west there's a million ways to die in the west <laughs> yeah and and apparently they're they've done all of them here so it's uh yeah i i <laughs> and oh yeah think- somebody died of dysentery while we're at it but no that, that didn't do it. exactly exactly do you think mal could have walked up and just said hey uh Everybody who still has a family to take one step forward. Not so fast, Emmett. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've got some good news. I broke out of jail. <laughs> get, on with, yeah. get on with the other stuff. Um, hey, don't feel yeah. so bad. My sister's stabbed too. You know, she's probably not going to make it. So, you know, yeah, don't, yeah, they, don't, they're bonding over their lack of family at this yeah, point. Don't think you're uh, you're Lindbergh on all this. Uh, it's <laughs> It's, uh, you've now I'm, I'm sure you've seen the Robert Zemeckis movie Romancing the Stone, right? Oh yes, uh, yeah. yeah. In fact, I watched it recently, uh, oh, about okay. a month or two ago. Yeah. yeah this um, one of my favorite quotes. If I can do this right, uh, 
it, when uh, Joan Wilder, the, the the movie Joan Wilder, when she's writing the, the Western at the beginning, she talks about it was the uh, end of Grogan, the man who killed my father, raped and murdered my sister, burned my ranch, shot my dog, and stole my daddy's Bible. That's what it, that's what this reminded me of so much. It was like, yeah. Um, it's, it's like, oh, by the way, everything else is wrong. And they took your nephew. So, uh, yeah, he, he's really he's really got he's really you know, stirring that pot for, for getting getting Emmett man. Not like, you know, like Emmett didn't have a reason already to go after whoever did this to him. Right. Right. Uh, so now he's now he's really now he's really angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, I mean, he's got to be. Is he madder at McKendrick or is he a matter at Cobb? I always assume it was McKendrick because yeah. I think it, did he did he say it was McKendrick's men that, that, that yeah McK- McKendrick's uh, Mal says yeah. McKendrick's men got him and yeah. uh, so I'm assuming that it's always been about McKendrick I mean he shot old man McKendrick in self defense and did five years uh, up in uh, St Joe's I can't remember where he was at. But he, uh, yeah, he did five years for a, for a crime he didn't commit. Wasn't he in uh, Leavenworth? Was it Leavenworth? Um, that's what he mentioned. Yeah, I, it's it's it was been so, so many it was episodes. One of the ago. famous ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, a, it's a name he'd recognize. That, that's for yeah. sure. Um, but he he did five years there. So now you know he was going to let McKendrick be. You know he did his time and let bygones be got bygones, but. McKendrick wants to get rid of all those uh, town folk, and uh, he's got a—he still has a score to settle with um, with Emmett, if you know no one else. And of course, uh, Emmett's brother-in-law runs the land office, which is in charge of all the titles. So uh, McKendrick doesn't want anybody—you know—make building more subdivisions and putting in HOAs uh, out on his uh, cattle feeding grounds. Um, although. You know, I've, I have yet to see a blade of grass anywhere in any of the any of the. I mean, maybe there's some out by where they had the square dance, but it just all looks like sand. I don't know yeah. what they could be feeding the cattle on in the middle of uh, Utah, New, New Mexico, out that way. Um, but yeah, I always try to figure out the stakes in these things, and I guess he just wants Emmett dead because uh emmett didn't emmett didn't get the gallows and uh and killed his dad even though his dad was drawing on him or something i can't remember exactly he was gonna shoot jake in the back that's so what he, he, yeah 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 and and yeah so he you know it was either him or you know mckendrick senior or his or old man or, mckendrick or yeah, his brother or jake, and yeah. so yeah and i mean Obviously, I mean, McKendrick's is a bad guy and he's got an evil plan. He's going to, you know, classic Western villain. I want to control the land. Um, I'm going to drive off the settlers that um, one of my favorite movies is. Um, uh, is it Pale Rider? Yeah, the, yeah, Pale Rider with Clint Eastwood, where they're they're gold miners. And he and there's the one guy that controls everything and wants, you know, he hires the local sheriff. And has oh no the marshals or whatever are in his back pocket that type of thing and yeah and he's trying to drive everybody off the land I mean it's 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 kind of a trope but I you know McKendrick kind of messed up by making it personal by going after Scott Glenn Emmett who had really nothing to do with the overall plot yeah that's what sets off the movie was him 
finding where Emmett was and sending his men out there to, to take him out. So every step of the way, he's he's hoping to take out Emmett. And well, that I mean, obviously there is a little bit of uh, his family gets kind of caught up in the overall plot because of, like you said, his brother-in-law is the land, um, you know, it has to do with that. Uh, but again, you made your big plot personal for Emmett and now he's, you know, of course, all these other guys have personal reasons now too, why they want to take out, um, McKendrick and his men, you know, it's right. pretty personal for Mal too. I mean, <laughs> McKendrick's yeah. people took out, you know, his, his dad and his, you know, his mom obviously died from, you know, from disease. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she's sick. And then Ray went to, went to town. <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite lines. Yeah. It's, it's funny how much Western Westerns have to do with like real estate deals. That's I, if, I don't know if you've seen the, the big country with the Gregory Peck, um, mm -hmm. but that's all about uh, water rights and cattle, very similar to this. And there's uh, fights between the outsider who comes into this, who comes into this family and then has to uh has he gets in a fight with an established family there that already has cattle that wants to graze on uh, on farmland and things and it, it I, this trope this uh uh you know the ranchers and the cattlemen should be friends or the, the ranchers and the farmers should be friends um it goes everywhere from oklahoma to this and i mean even yeah if if you consider chinatown a western that's the same it's the same deal it's something about water rights and land so, well, even um, open range with um, yeah. Kevin Costner, that's all about, you know, private property versus free range, you yeah. know, that, that type of thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's every, it's, it's everywhere in, in these films. And uh, it's, it's a rarity that you're not seeing something where it has to do with uh, titles and land offices or, or uh, well, even you know, blazing saddles deals with you know land where the right. train's gonna go so they yeah. have to run off the town like it's it's a trope and it's a trope for a reason but it it's effective it, i mean it's a good story to tell yeah and and when you think about it that was the that was the last popular movie popular western i mean you call it, the young guns was before this i think so yeah i mean the last big western that people would associate with would be blazing saddles so <laughs> you know that's that's all these all these tropes and you know right down to the end of the, the to a gunfight at the end of the of the movie um it does I, I do i do enjoy i mean this is total exposition but it's like it's like mal is just dealing out card after card after card of <laughs> things that gotta get resolved your brother's missing your uh brother-in-law is missing your sister's missing and your your uh, nephew's been kidnapped so those are there's four problems for you to solve and uh <laughs> you know and mal still has to work on getting a guy that uh I mean, well, McKendrick, McKendrick's men were responsible for getting him in the situation that he's in, even though, you know, like Cobb, Cobb works, for, Cobb is, if McKendrick's the emperor, Cobb is his Darth Vader. So uh, he's got, you know, he's got all these scores to settle and uh, yeah, accounts, that's it, it, basically what it is. They're setting up all these accounts payable and now they're just going to be doing the invoicing for the rest of the movie. Um <laughs> shouldn't look at it that way but it's uh yeah i mean it's 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 funny how this is almost like a uh a, a screenwriting textbook of how to how to how to set up all the story problems uh so that you have all these complications that need to be resolved by the time you get to uh it's, it's you have to get them finished sometime in the next 37 minutes so uh 
nicely done. I mean, there's there's a lot there there could be a lot worse ways to um, uh, to deal these out to the audience, but uh, it's it's very effective. And you have somebody like Danny Glover who can deliver this stuff without it making it sound like he's he's reading a a punch list for Emma. Oh, he's he's really good in this scene because, um, like like when when he says that Jake you know Jake was taken. And he said, is he alive? And he's, he shakes his head like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. but, you know, he's like, no. And, you know, he's just it's like he's sad to break the news to him. And but I don't know. Danny Glover is really good in this. <laughs> he, he really is. He's, uh, you know, considering that he was uh, in jail and it's just he's just been dealing with the uh, murderous uh, uh, henchmen slash deputies. Uh, but he still has time to come out and. And give Emmett the uh, update on things. I mean, I, I would think, I would think that rather than going back to Emmett, he'd be wandering around town trying to get rid of the rest of the deputies. But uh, I guess he he realizes he needed some he needs some reinforcements, and the only one available is uh, Emmett, who the last time he saw was bandaged and bleeding out of his skull. So, <laughs> but that'll that'll get all fixed tomorrow tomorrow by by tomorrow's episode. Um, with uh well i don't want to, i don't want to talk too much about that one but uh how long do you think emmett's been in that cave days I, a day I, I was thinking a day it's just yeah, yeah. i mean it's, he gets that movie miraculous movie healing although it's funny how dirty his uh his bandage got since he first i mean a, a couple of minutes back that was a, a nearly white bandage but apparently he sweated sweated all over the inside of it and then rolled around on the sandstone to get it the uh, the same <laughs> color as the rocks um and i don't you know i i'm always impressed th- the fact that even though he's bleeding and you know he's had this head injury he still managed to find time to shave <laughs> well you know he got to be presentable yeah yeah he's got that perfect razor cut no matter you know if he's out in the desert there's no water he can just go dry shave like the dirty dozen and just get it down nice and crisp and smooth um he's you know, you know the, the whole the whole I mean, it, uh injury reminds me of did you if you ever watched 24 yeah um <laughs> and they, they you know they try to be really realistic and and you know it'd be all done in real time but in like i think it was season three tony almeida gets shot in the neck in like the first episode or two and maybe like eight hours later he's like running ctu again yeah. <laughs> and he's like he takes his bandage off and he's totally fine he was he was on death's door an hour ago <laughs> uh i was i was always amazed on 24 how many people uh how many internal affairs of investigations were set off while there was like you know nuclear disasters and things like oh no we've got to first we've got to run an internal uh, affairs investigation on all these people and none of them can work here and right. uh, it <laughs> Now that would be an interesting minute by minute twenty four if you just did oh an hour an episode or something like that. Uh, but uh, oh my, I, I, some you know someone someone has already worked on that somewhere. Yeah, um, twenty yeah twenty four episodes of twenty four. Somebody else's problem. That's okay. <laughs> well, um, this is as far as I can think of with uh, with this episode. We're going to get into a whole bunch more stuff tomorrow because uh, it's uh, well this is this is the turnaround point coming up. But this is where. We have, I think this would be the actual point where everything is as bad as it gets. I, I don't think, I, I, I think all the, all the dominoes have been set up. I can't think of anything that's in the future that is going to go against the bad guy, against the good guys. I don't think there's any more good guy things left to set up. 
would you say uh, this is this part this point of the movie is the empire strikes back part of the movie yeah yeah <laughs> this is uh this is where um <laughs> somebody's gonna shout iceberg straight ahead pretty soon so uh <laughs> that's that's where we're at this is and this is where the commercial break would hit or maybe tomorrow, but somewhere somewhere in between here and there, this is where this is where you drop the commercial break and, and, and run the run the credits for the for the next episode, which uh, which I think we will. Um, let's uh, let's talk about uh, your uh, one of your podcasts, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, the uh, Marine Corps Movie Minute, which, of, as the name implies, involves Marine Corps movies. Uh, talk about some of the uh, the Marine Corps Movie Minute, uh, the movies that you've done by minutes in the Marine Corps Movie Minute. Well, the one that's in the bag fully is. Um... Uh, sorry, uh, Heartbreak Ridge, the Clint Eastwood classic. We went through that and um, uh, that's in the, you know, completely done. And uh, we've had a couple, you know, bonus episodes here and there. Um, had a couple plans that fell through, uh, but uh, I, I keep promising it and I'm I'm doing my research and it's, it's it'll come eventually. But um, at some point, Full Metal Jacket will probably be our next like deep dive. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, there's so there's so many marine movies. It's it's just a it, it's a uh, target rich environment. I think it's a, it's a proper <laughs> term. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, expect expect many years of, of things that we're going to do this movie. Now we're going to do Leather Next to the Air and this. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I, I look for, I look forward to uh, to future movies that you're going to be doing because there are so many so many of them to come. Um, well, if uh, if people like to, speaking speaking of uh, podcasts on uh, our uh, movies by minutes uh, here, you, you're listening the one you're listening to right now. You wherever you found us, go back there and please hit subscribe and uh, and lo- load up on uh, on our on our. We are what 103 minutes in, so you've got 103 episodes. If this is your first episode that you're listening to, go back and listen to the other uh, 102 minutes. So this is a this is a group of event uh, by movies by minutes, where a group of podcasters, as the name implies, that take apart movies one minute of screen time per episode. So uh, you, you, we're a nice uh, kind of a uh, Whitman sampler of uh, of different different hosts uh, doing doing their each doing their own ways of uh, um, movies by minute podcast. But uh, you can find the Silverado podcast. Uh, places like it, wherever you found found it, go go back there, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site SilveradoMinute.com. On social media, if you would like to talk back with us, we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on Silverado. You can find us at the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener Saloon on Facebook, also on Twitter at Silverado MXM. Uh, we will return tomorrow with more uh, exciting adventures as we begin the third and final act of Silverado. So uh, check us out here tomorrow, and we'll see you then. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to say, yee-haw! yee-haw.